Hi everyone, and welcome to Crime Science. In this podcast, we explore the science of crime and the practical application of this science for loss prevention and asset protection practitioners, as well as other professionals. Welcome everybody to another episode of Crime Science, the podcast. This is the latest in our weekly update series, and today I'm joined by co-host Tony D'Afrio and Tom Meehan, our producer Diego Rodriguez, and we're going to talk a little bit about crime and loss and retailing. And uh, we'll start off a little bit here uh, with looking forward. Uh, We're looking forward to a few things at LPRC. One, we'll have our annual LPRC kickoff gathering, uh, typically just over 100 executives in New York City and Manhattan, uh, historically been at the Bloomingdale's flagship store, currently still planned for being at the Bloomings flagship store. Uh, but due to concerns about more than 105 executives attending, we are looking at alternate sites. We will keep everybody engaged and involved, but that will be January 15th, 2024, New York City, uh, 15th of January, the day after the NRF Big Show concludes. Uh, that Wednesday morning, typically around 8, 8.30. And uh, we're always pleasantly, very pleasantly surprised at 8 to 8.30 uh, on that Wednesday morning that we get over 100 executives in there ready to go, ready to brainstorm, work together. And uh, so excited for that. Coming up in February, uh, the end of February of 24, uh, we will have LPRC Ignite, our winter planning meeting. That's where our board of advisors, that's where our LPRC Innovate advisory panel get together this year the 28th of february in gainesville on the university of florida campus uh, between our labs uh, at the uf innovate hub and the uh, center that's a five minute walk from there that's got it's an amazing facility we use for our boa and uh, innovate panel discussions and strategy out as well uh, during the impact conference there so uh, we'll get out more details to everybody on that um, we'll be uh, three of our team will be uh, at the LP Foundation LP Magazine annual gathering um, down in Southwest Florida coming up actually next week. Um, today being November 1st, 2023, um, on a Wednesday. Uh, no, supposed to record this on a Tuesday, but we were all very wrapped up. Um, more distinguished VIP visitors coming through the LPRC labs. Uh, so excited about that as well. Some major chains that we all know and love will be coming in. Uh, LPRC growth. LPRC growth is uh, amazing right now. Uh, we've passed the 90th retail corporation member of the LPRC. Uh, more to come on that. Um, but we just had Lululemon uh, to, to name one. So we're uh, very, very pleased and excited that the, the community is growing and uh, the amount of executives involved, the amount of chains, the amount of uh, store and data opportunities that we've got access to to do the good work. Um, the East Side Initiative, uh, those eight stores, we have put together a map. And with that map, we've listed all the interventions that we'll be putting in and starting to work with that group of retailers on what interventions we're going to place or uh, deploy and when and where. Will that be happening? Um, so a lot of detailed planning tomorrow on Thursday. We've got our monthly LPRC Innovate uh, Advisory Panel uh, Teams call, an hour and 15 minutes, jam-packed, uh, full of updates and information on the East Side Initiative, Port St. Lucie, upcoming Albuquerque, 
Atlanta, of course, is on the drawing board as well as Westside Gainesville. Uh, but Albuquerque has been moved to uh, be equal with the Gainesville Eastside Initiative due to criticality, the issues there, uh, the retailer demand uh, for such a very serious situation. Um, so we'll continue to update on the Crime Science Podcast. Uh, I know we've said this before and we've done this in the past. Uh, we are talking with different people now to have as guests on this podcast to talk with us. Um, We'll be working with uh, different labs coming up, too, from different agencies that we'll talk about later. Um, some pretty exciting things there. Um, we're working on the strategy, yeah, talking a little bit about operational art. Again, uh, what are we going to talk about there? The impact of uh, operational planning to make a strategy come alive and the tactics that are, that are required to do just that. Um, again, very detailed planning on the active assailant tabletop. That will be the be the LPRC integrate program uh, that will be part of our annual ignite uh, initiative. This in this case, February 29th in Gainesville with multiple law enforcement and other first responders uh, involved like Gainesville fire rescue and so on. Um, so very excited that we should be very realistic. Mike Courier Verizon Wireless is our retailer lead on that to help with the planning team. Um, but we've got some real experts other, as well as Mike uh, working on that from these uh, agencies and from emergency operations from uh, the University of Florida, who have, who have carried out all kinds of very successful tabletop training exercises uh, due to having huge crowds at uh, UF football games, basketball games, baseball games, uh, sometimes controversial, controversial speakers that will be on campus, um, of course, demonstrations and things like that. Uh, so they're very familiar um, with these emergencies as well as, of course, natural disasters. And in Gainesville's experience, really six serious hurricanes uh, just in the last um, decade and a half. So we're we're very pleased about how that planning is going. It's going to be fairly sophisticated uh, tabletop event uh, with people situated in at least two venues, maybe three, um, including the emergency operations centers, center at the University of Florida at the UF Innovate Hub, and then another undisclosed location or undetermined location, I should say, at this point, um, and there may be more. But it should be fairly realistic for everybody involved. Um, it's primarily a first responder, first-line law enforcement supervisor, and then command agency command staff team exercise with the involved retailers uh, working the issue uh, with the balance of dozens of retailers that will be observing and advising. So very unique format. And uh, so we are very excited about what's happening there. Um, we are continuing ongoing active criminal offender interviews at LPRC. Um, we have multiple ones that have been coming through the labs uh, in the engagement lab, working on different shoplifting feedbacks on different options and uh, solution options, I should say, as well as integrated solutions sets. So uh, a lot of research there. Uh, our team, the research team uh, at the LPRC, are readying for uh, next week. Uh, they are going to be pitching uh, three to four um, research projects that they would like to culminate in presentations or sessions at the 2024 version of LPRC Impact. That first week in October, which really actually starts in the last week of September, um, we're planning for a blockbuster 20th, count them, 20th impact conference 
with even more content, better content and everything else. We're looking at other uh, entertainment venues as well um, as we expand the networking opportunities and so on. So look forward to more announcements around 2024 LPRC impact um, uh, in the fourth quarter of next year. So uh, a lot to talk about, not a lot of time to talk about it. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you all are seeing uh, and reading about LPRC in multiple uh, news media outlets. Um, we are not soliciting these uh, queries. They are coming our way, and I mean they're coming more than one a day, sometimes multiple a day um, our way. So it's very, very interesting and challenging, but at the same time, uh, we're, we hope that we're helping set the proper narrative out there that retailers are, in fact, under siege, that people that work and shop in these stores are fearful, um, that there is a lot of crime going on, all types of theft, fraud and violence, not just theft. Theft is serious, though, and the effects of theft and the other crimes and what they're doing, the people that are in those places and spaces, those neighborhoods, those communities, those enterprises and operations that run them in the small independent retailers and other uh, enterprises around them. So uh, a lot to talk about, a lot to do uh, with the media to try and, and maintain focus and proper narratives and balance out there. So with no further ado, what I'd like to do is turn it over to Tony D'Ofrio. And I know you and Tom are traveling the world. So Tony, if you could take it away. Thank you, Reed, for all those uh, great updates. Uh, this week, I want to focus on a very important new white paper from the Economist Intelligence Unit on the 10 critical risk scenarios for the global economy in 2024. As they state, in 2023, resilience among consumers and a gradual fall in inflation reassured uneasy investors and supported modest global growth. Uh, the E-Communist uh, Intelligence Unit uh, expects stable but unspectacular global growth to continue into 2024 as economic uncertainty recedes and major central banks begin to lower policy rates in the second half of the year. Uh, their white paper explores how geopolitical tensions, the advent of new technologies, and persistent environmental threats could upset the outlook for 2024. So here are the 10 risks to global economies for 2024. Scenario one, monetary policy tightening extends deep into 2024, leading to a global recession and financial volatility. This one has a moderate probability of happening and it would have a high impact. As explained in major developed economies, the reduction of central bank's balance sheets could result in a sharp sell-off of the sovereign bond market and increase risk premiums in 2024, especially in highly indebted European economies. This could lead to a widespread asset price crash, prompting a global recession. Scenario risk number two, a green technology subsidy risk becomes a global trade war. This one uh, also has a moderate probability and it would have a high impact. Uh, Western and as explained, Western economies are rolling out generous incentives for businesses to invest in clean energy technology by boosting domestic industrial capacity and enabling greater competition with China, which is the leader in the production of many 
green technologies. Scenario risk number three, extreme weather events caused by climate change disrupt global supply chain. This one has a high probability of happening and it would have a moderate impact. Climate change models point to increased frequency of extreme weather events. So far, these have been sporadic and in different parts of the world, but they could start to happen in more synchronized manner. Severe droughts and heat waves have already weighted on crop yields, and the return of El Nino could exacerbate weather events and lead to record high temperature in 2024. Scenario risk number four. Industrial action spreads disrupting global productivity. High probability of happening modern impact. High global commodity prices, continued supply chain disruptions, high food prices, and continued currency weakness against the U.S. dollar for some countries will continue to fuel discontent in 2024 and 2025. Wages have not risen as quickly as inflation in most countries, making it harder for poorer households to purchase basic staples. This could spark social unrest, expanding to small-scale protests and industrial action already seen in Europe, the U.S., South Korea, and Argentina. Scenario risk five, China moves to annex Taiwan, forcing a global uh, decoupling. A direct conflict between China and Taiwan is unlikely in 2024, owing to the risk to all those directly involved. Nonetheless, tensions are high, and Taiwan's election in January may serve as a point of contention. Chinese military drills near Taiwan, including Chinese incursion into Taiwan's air defense identification zone, raise the risk of a miscalculation that could spiral into a wider incident. And by the way, this China risk has a low probability and would have a very high impact. Scenario risk six, uh, a change in the U.S. administration leads to an abrupt policy shift, straining alliances. Moderate probability, moderate impact. A new administration could hold up global efforts to curb greenhouse gas emission, step back to support for long-standing alliances, and abruptly withdraw you. U.S. financial and monetary support for Ukraine, boosting Russia's position in the war. Scenario risk seven, stimulus policy failures in China lead to increased state controls and diminished growth prospects. Low probability, high impact. China's sluggish response to COVID-19 shocks and the subsequent post-pandemic slowdown has shaken confidence in the government's ability to communicate and guide markets. They break down in signaling increases in the, in the risk that the government, should it be faced with an economic recession, will have to opt for big bang stimulus rather than rely on a more subtle mechanism to stabilize the economy and markets. Scenario risk number eight, the Israel-Hamas war escalates into a regional conflict. Uh, economists think this is a very low probability, but it would have a high impact. If the military conflict between Israel and Hamas evolves into a long drawn out war involving a long, uh, lengthy Israeli occupation of Gaza, other state and non state actors may become involved in sympathy with the Palestinian cause. 
and um, and they assess that the likelihood of Iran actually getting directly involved uh, into this war is slim, but it could use its influence on proxies such as Hezbollah in Lebanon to prolong and expand the scale of the conflict. Scenario risk nine, artificial intelligence disrupts the election and undermines trust in political institution. Moderate probability, low impact. Global firms and governments have rarely become to test and integrate generative artificial intelligence into existing platform and processes. We believe that AI will augment rather than replace human capabilities, presenting an opportunity for firms to improve productivity. However, the widespread adoption of AI and its use in social media will raise the risk of a spread of disinformation campaigns via text, imagery, audio, and video in the coming years. And finally, scenario risk number 10, the Ukraine-Russia war spirals into a global conflict. Very low probability, very high impact. Russian invasion of Ukraine has fueled underlying geopolitical tension and accelerated global fragmentation. Ruptured relations between Western countries and Russia have raised military risks, including a, a cyber attack on critical infrastructure, a serious miscalculation on the NATO border with Russia, and an inadvertent incident among one of the growing number of nuclear-armed capable states. So those are the 10 risks that the Economist Intelligence Unit sees for uh, 2024. I agree with many of these, although with some of them, I think the risk is even higher than they state. So interesting to see what will be possible and how we all can work to mitigate these risks as a global population. And with that, let me turn it over to Tom. Well, thank you, Tony, and thank you, Reed. And uh, a lot of activity, and some of it has not made mainstream news. So I wanted to start off with, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the active shooter in Maine. I think at this point we've we've covered that quite a bit. Um, uh, but since that situation, there have been multiple occurrences throughout the United States that I would argue did not get the media coverage that you one would expect. There was a man in San Francisco in the North Hill area that set off a pipe bomb. Uh, and I think you know, uh, this this week uh, the individual was apprehended. There isn't necessarily information on a motive, but the pipe bomb set off. He was apprehended in another county, and reports that there were no serious industry uh, inju injuries. Also in Colorado, an amusement park, there was a man heavily armed with explosives that was found dead in the morning. Uh, police believe that this individual was um, going to. Uh, have a mass casualty event and chose to take his own life uh, as opposed to doing that. Additionally, there have been numerous cities where large uh, out, uh, protests both uh, to, against and for Palestine have led to spatterings of violence and disruption. So we are and should be in a heightened alert and be aware that right now is a time where as the FBI had warned just a couple of weeks ago, that there is a heightened possibility of a domestic terror event. There also was uh, a bulletin that I mentioned on last week's po podcast that the Border Patrol identified individuals or potential individuals crossing through southern borders um, that would have a 
ties to terrorist organizations. All of these things are happening in real time, and we'll do the best we can to keep people updated. But it serves as a stark reminder of how important it is to stay vigilant when traveling and when being out and about. Uh, as most of our listeners do travel quite a bit, I think it's important to note that. Additionally, I think one of the things that I would say in all of these events is that, and we recommend this all the time, to go to the Fusion Net if you're a loss prevention um, member, and you'll be able to see some of this information in, in real time. Also, I think this speaks to what we've talked about before is identifying who to follow on social media to get information. Twitter uh, or X, formerly known as Twitter, I think there's a lot of uh great people that you can follow to get information in real time. You're welcome to follow myself, Tony and Reed. Um, while I think we uh, tend to share uh, the news after the fact, I will tell you that uh, Twitter or X is a platform that I use during an event to help share information so that folks can get it in real time as uh, to get the most up-to-date real-time information, though, the suggestion would still be to, uh, if you're a Lost Prevention member, to get involved in the Fusion Net. It is free to Lost Prevention members. You sign into it, you'll have access to it, and you'll actually be able to see some of the things that are going on in real time shared by our member pool. So I think it's really, really good. Just switching a little bit to chat GPT or AI, I should say, uh, we continue to see the buzz around AI. Uh, the United States government and actually the G6 uh, countries got together, G7 countries got together and, and uh, made a pledge. Well, uh, this isn't necessarily regulatory. It's a pledge to uh, have in you safeguards around new artificial intelligence, not existing artificial intelligence. It's it's hard to identify what that means for us long-term, but short-term is that the governments are taking action. There was also an executive order by President Biden that had some safeguards put in place for new, again, new uh, AI. And I think it's important when we say AI that, you know, chat GPT and uh, Bing and if you're if you're on the other side of the, the Google side or the Meta side, generative AI has drawn attention um, to artificial intelligence. But this isn't just really about a generative AI. It's about artificial intelligence in general and software that is being used um, to you know for defense purposes, for cybersecurity purposes. But it, there was a lot of um, language around protection around cybersecurity and AI. So executive orders aren't permanent. So I think it's important to know that this is just one step, but it's definitely a space to watch. Additionally, chat GPT plus members can now upload and analyze files on, on chat GB natively. Well, that's really interesting because what that allows you to do is basically take a PDF without using a plugin and, and upload it to analyze it and summarize it. This is a pretty big deal if you're using it, this for work because it will allow you to do things that you could not do before, like analyze documents in there, um, different types of files, PDFs, data docs, and so on and so forth. I think this is absolutely something that you will use in your day-to-day -day business if if, in fact, uh, you use ChatGPT for that, uh, for, for work. I, I'm not necessarily suggesting that everybody uses ChatGPT for work because I know a lot don't, but will allow you to take a bulletin, for instance, or a long document and upload it and get information. I really enjoy it for summarizing long uh, documents, especially in the academic world. 
you can get a really good understanding of what um, documents are there. So I think it's very, very uh, good and useful. Uh, and if you're using ChatGTP Plus, you're going to have it. And I assume this will come to uh, uh, free users at some point. We'll continue to monitor some of the AI news, but I think when we talk about it, um, it will probably be more about risk. Uh, in addition to, <clears throat> excuse me, the executive order, the U U.S. National Institutes of Standards and Technology, aka NIST, if you've heard the NIST standards, are creating uh, standards around AI, which will help standardize and safeguard some of us for AI use cases. And before I wrap up, I will just say that um, we continue, and um, I know Tony was there present uh, in, in the Capitol, we continue to see a heightened level of awareness for media and, organi and organized retail crime, as well as organizations working together um, to really address this prolific issue that we're all facing in retail. Um, so kudos to Tony and team for going out there and um, congratulations and kudos to all the retailers and other partners that were able to go to the Capitol and help support ORC. And with that, I will turn it back over to Reed. All right. Thanks so much, Tom, for that good information. Good stuff. Uh, thank you, Tony, for all your insights. Always, always. And I want to thank you all out there, the listener. Thank our producer, Diego Rodriguez. Everybody stay safe, stay in touch. Operations at lpresearch.org. Thanks for listening to the Crime Science Podcast presented by the Loss Prevention Research Council. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can find more crime science episodes and valuable information at lpresearch.org. The content provided in the Crime Science Podcast is for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for legal, financial, or other advice. Views expressed by guests of the Crime Science Podcast are those of the authors and do not reflect the opinions or positions of the Loss Prevention Research Council.